Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? On the 19th of July in 2001, Washington DC hosted the National Press Club event. At this event, Dr. Stephen Greer from the Disclosure Project introduced 20 witnesses, many of which were senior military who discussed their UFO experiences. Join myself and Neil here on Aliens Explored as we talk about the 2001 National Press Club event. Hello listeners and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly look at those mysterious things happening in the skies and at the bottom of our oceans and um, and leaving leaving artifacts and mysterious objects and bits and pieces inside our bodies sometimes. <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> Are you talking about probes now? Yes, <laughs> we've, we've got to get onto that, haven't we? I'm one of your hosts, um, Neil, Neil Kelly, with a special interest in anal probes and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do I edit this out? <laughs> oh dear! I'm your other host, Stu Jackson, who's yeah, oh doesn't know whether to laugh or cry. Stu is uh, contractually obliged to let me do the uh, the welcome to every other episode. So yeah, sometimes you know, and it always comes. Even though I'm doing it every other every other week, it still comes as a surprise to me. And who knows what my I'm a bit Trump like, you know, who who knows what might come out of my mouth if just left unscripted. Oh my goodness! Um, we were, do you know what? Yes, we ought to do an episode on anal preps at some point. <laughs> Why not? Like, I, I think, I, I think, yeah, we, we would be remiss if we didn't do it. Maybe it, it's such a big part of alien technology, or uh, <laughs> ufology, isn't it? The anal probe. Well, it's perceived to be, and maybe that's what the episode should be about. Is is about why is it such a big thing in in media in yeah. in culture? And um, perhaps perhaps assumption. Perhaps some of our, our listeners could offer tips on how you should prepare yourself for a possible anal probe. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's what, not what, go down that what, route. What, what should be part of your your daily uh, your daily ablutions in the morning? You know you. You shave and shower and um, moving swiftly, lubricate, you know. <laughs> moving very swiftly on. Uh, but no, I think one about um, why it features so heavily. In, in Actually, culture. I was thinking of I was thinking oh, of little, little, little bits going. of little, little bits of unidentified material that have been planted under people's skin. It was you ah, who mentioned anal probes. It was. Well, I just <laughs> and, said probes, and, and the conversation <laughs> went that way. You know. <laughs> Well, if anyone can lower the tone, it's both of us. Uh, that's for sure. We should have learnt that by now the years we've known each other. Oh, my goodness. Well, 
I have no idea how to segue into the next topic <laughs> from that. So a bunch um, of arseholes got together in Washington in, <laughs> in 2001. No, they weren't that <laughs> lovely, for a, for a lovely people. Um, the, the people who got together in 2001 are not arseholes, let's be clear. <laughs> but they were, they were followed by a bunch of arseholes who sought to discredit them in every, in every turn. Yeah, I'll go Sorry. with that one. <laughs> why, <laughs> why not? Um, yeah, two thousand one. Does this does this podcast have a, a, an age rating on it? Uh, it is for mature listeners because we okay. do drop because, the odd swear word here and there. Because it's us. Because yeah, we're because not it's us. <laughs> I know we can. I mean, I've yeah, I've been known to drop the odd f bomb here and there. So. Mm. Yeah, uh, so yes, it is for mature listeners. Um, mm. So we're fairly safe, but still, mm. <laughs> there are, yeah. there's got to be limits somewhere. Anyway, yes, we are back again in Washington, D.C., as we were last week. Uh, mm. Where last week it was 1952. This is, as you rightly say, 2001, the 9th of May. Um, so five days after Star Wars Day. May the 4th <laughs> be with you. Yes. You. It is officially Star Wars Day, May the 4th. Did you not know that? Um, is it really officially? Is it, officially, is, is it, yes. Is, I don't think it's on my calendar. Is it um, not? It should no, be. It should be, I know. It um, should be but, now. <laughs> but I'm sure amongst all, all Star Wars aficionados and fans, it, it's May the 4th is, is officially Star Wars Day. Yes. It is. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. So this uh, this is the National Press Club event uh, oh. organised um, by uh, the Disclosure Project, which is run by uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, quite oh. a famous ufologist, uh, although originally he, a, a trauma um, doctor. Like he, he's come up before person. a few times, hasn't he, in, in our discussions, mm. Dr. Stephen Greer. Um, and he's made a few movies, um, one of which, um, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, um, is certainly available to watch in the UK on Amazon Prime without yep. paying anything more than your Amazon Prime subscription. I know Amazon has this thing that, yeah, you have to pay extra for loads of stuff, but, um, yeah, you don't. They're, they're, and there's quite, he's got a new series now out on Gaia. Is it Gaia? G A I A. Gaia. Um, which you have to pay extra to watch, but um, you can watch Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind on Amazon Prime. Mm. Yeah, definitely a mover and shaker oh. in ufology circle. And uh, at this event, uh, you got 20 witnesses, most of whom were military, so mm. credible witnesses, uh, talking about various oh. <laughs> UFO an sightings. And... As an ex-military man, I don't necessarily associate military with credible um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're um, talking uh, fairly senior military. Uh, people, well, aren't I we? think a better word would be unimaginative, and and not not. Uh... <laughs> well, that I mean, they're not going to they're not going to entertain. We're laughing at that, but that adds to it them being a credible witness that they don't In have the capacity for, for that lack fabricating. Of imagination. That. Yeah, mm. yeah, that adds to credibility, surely. Mm. Whereas you and I, who are renowned for our wild imaginations, lack any kind of credibility. 
<laughs> no, I'm not saying that people with imaginations don't have credibility. I'm, what I'm saying is mm. that when reporting an event like this, mm. someone with their lack of imagination, I don't know, just maybe has the edge or... Well, I once I told know. someone I once told someone I was an actor and they said, oh, so you, you lie for a living then. I've literally had that when I've been speed dating. Have you? I, I um, used to go speed yes. dating a lot be- but, before I met my current partner. But Catherine. you lie to um, reveal the greater truth. That's you know. But that's it. You don't. No, I would say you don't lie because, um, or if you well, if you're a good actor, you yeah, you you are telling the truth of the story. You're telling the truth of mm. the character that you are embodying at that moment. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the, yeah, I, the, I, I did, did have that folded arms. Oh, so you're good at lying then? Well, it, it's a phenomenon amongst certain <laughs> men, and it is men. I've never encountered it with women. Um, it's that that fiction is a lie, and what's the point of reading fiction? Because some bloke just made all this up, and what's the point? I would rather much much rather read the um, the badly ghost written biography of some cricketer or whatever because it's true. The only time I have encountered that attitude is from women. I've never oh, really? encountered that from a man. Well, mm. uh, I, I thought it was a male trait that, you know, I can't enjoy this play because all I can see is a bunch of guys on a stage acting. I can't get into it. I can't, I can't no, suspend disbelief. I, and I think that's just a human condition. It just so happens that you've only met men who present it and I've only mm. happened to meet women who present it. Well, mm. yeah. so you're definitely so. Was when, when you when the when the person who said you so you lie for a living was that a woman? Yeah. That was a woman because at speed dating, um, I personally go for speed dating where I'm talking to women. Mm. Um, yeah, it was. Well, yeah, no, it was the it was the face darkened, the arms folded, and I think that was someone who perhaps had negative experience with someone right. lying in a relationship. Well, speed dating, by that stage, the only thing you would have lied to her about would have been your name. Well, no, no, because <laughs> you use your name. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd a sticker well, I know, it's conventional. I was thinking, you, you personally. <laughs> no. no, I think this was just someone who uh, was perhaps... Um, uh, <laughs> I don't want to use a negative term, uh, mm. but someone who, yeah, had had a traumatic event with somebody lying. It's, mm. I'll say that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the other questions I've been asked, brilliant, you know, like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an actor. Oh, yeah. How much money do you earn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, fucking what? No, I, I've had, so have, you, have, you, have you been in anything I, in oh, anything I might have the, heard of? Yeah. That's, I think that's the most common I don't one. know. You list all the things you've heard of <laughs> <laughs> over the last 30 years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Have you thought about doing a soap? <laughs> yeah, that's the other. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. So, um, National President, so... Okay, I asked you this question about the uh, the event last week. I'm going to ask mm. you about this one. Had you heard about this event? No. Um, and it makes you wonder why. This was a press club event. It's it, That's a once-a-year mm. event. Um, yeah, and all the press are there, and you've got all these 20 people, senior military people, talking about UFO events and a lot of whistleblowing going mm. on, all that kind of thing. Why had you not heard about it? That's that's strange. Um, 
maybe it's just not as as widely known as a as a ufologist like yourself would would believe because to you it's yeah everyone knows about this yeah. but um maybe it's less well known than you realize maybe all sorts of things are less well known than you realize but the press club itself, the National Press Club, is outside of ufology. This is like the national press. Oh, well, yeah. I've heard I of mean, national, national press, for, for the US, national obviously. National but... Press Club conference. Yeah, I've heard of that. I, I But I, I wasn't aware of um, Stephen Greer taking the lectern to talk about as you know, the, what's been going on with his disclosure project, which he'd founded eight years previously. Hmm. I don't know. It just it, again, this is a really big event. Looking at you know who they had mm. talking, yeah. So so Stephen Greer, um, he had prepared. Um, well, there were, there were some twenty speakers there. He had provided in support of his claims a four hundred and ninety-two page dossier called the Disclosure Project Briefing Document, and for public officials too busy to absorb it. Uh, that much, um, that much, such a vast track. Too long to read. <laughs> yeah, he, he prepared a 95-page executive summary of the Disclosure Project briefing document, uh, yeah. and then, um, and then, uh, within that, there was an executive summary, um, which begins. Well, the executive summary would begin with a brief summary, which was just a series of bullet points. Um, yes, which um, he said outlined what amounted to the greatest secret in human history. I'd, I'd go with that. Would you not? Um, not as wholeheartedly as you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. It's a you know, I'm, I'm not at all sure that um, there's all sorts of stuff, you know, encounters with extraterrestrials that the military know about and are keeping from us. Um, I seriously doubt the military's ability to keep the lid on that much information. That's very interesting. So in nearly 70 episodes, I think, I think, but well, we, we've both learned an awful lot, mm. but I think like you in particular, you, you're, you've come a long way from the person who thought it was all nonsense when we started. Mm. Um, well, you know, yeah, I have my I've, day. I've, have my, <laughs> I, th- I think, I blow hot you know, and cold. Well, is it fair to say that that now, though you're you're fairly accepting of the likelihood of extraterrestrial visitation? Um, I'm fairly well. I know there are a lot of things in our skies that can't be explained. Mm-hmm. Um, that I know that there are billions of planets out there in the galaxy, in the universe, um, many of which are likely to have some form of life which is more evolved than us. Yeah. Well, the Drake um, equation tells us The Drake us that, equation. Yeah. Um, my my own belief in multiple dimensions, well, that's just basic quantum physics, mm-hmm. that um, I understand that our world is made up of atoms and atoms are largely empty space. So all we really are, our reality is really just energy operating at a, a low vibration, vibrating at a low intensity. And that, you could have another. You, know, you change channels, and and or you get interference, and you suddenly got um, interference from another dimension. I think that's how ghosts appear that you actually see into another dimension. I know that that time actually. Well, Stephen Hawking posited that time isn't actually linear; that all this is happening at once in different dimensions. That we move through dimensions, and we we 
our, our brains can only understand what's going on as a kind of linear process. Mm. So the reason that you would find a house is haunted is because the vibrations are, are being interfered with there. There's another channel you know, interrupting it like like on an like on an AM radio when you drive out of town, you start to lose signals and start to pick up another one. Yeah. That sort of thing. That's that thing. That's that's how you get ghosts and hobgoblins and things. And probably, you know, what's more likely to cause a um, an interruption to the the vibrations that make up our reality, the energy vibrations, than setting off a nuclear weapon. So could that be why you're suddenly seeing into getting things from other dimensions where you've <laughs> exactly where you've tested H bombs? Okay, so is that a yes to you believe in otherworldly visitation? Um, it's a it's a yes to habitations on other planets. It's a yes to other dimensions which we pass through. Um, it's actually I'm thinking of starting a religious cult. So I'm thinking, <laughs> well, you know. If, if all we're doing is moving through dimensions and it's not linear, that means we never die. So, you know, when, when you die, you probably died several, you, know, you just pick things up in a new dimension. Okay. You know, get, get born again and, and have the, a, a different version of your life. Maybe, well, hopefully a better one, maybe a worse one. Maybe, maybe you actually, maybe we are all one and eventually you will experience or you are experiencing um, every single human life that's ever been. So you're who, listening who to the dawning of the cult the, of Neil. Yeah, the dawning of a, of a new religion. Um, there will be a lot of, um, obviously, a lot of group sex involved at our meetings. <laughs> well, I, uh, so, uh, that's, I like the well, why ask you this? And, and you, people have to give me a lot of money. Um, <laughs> I, I like the quote from uh, Creed Bratton in the America in the US office, the Office series. Mm. Where he says cults are great. He said, um, he said. <laughs> You uh, you make more money as a leader, but you have more fun as a follower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's yeah. So if if so, so is your your major so, issue then with the whole issue with this? Is it more um, that you just don't believe that the governments are aware and monitoring and controlling? No. contact is really that, is that the, the issue the, the likes of donald trump or boris johnson keeping their mouth shut over this kind of stuff yeah but that, they would how know is this would be subcommittees and subdivision i mean uh the movie independence day sort of nailed it on the head when the president sort of turns up at area 51 and says why was i not told about this and the guy just turns around and says plausible deniability hmm. It's like, well, how did you like, you know, hide the cost of it? <laughs> and the um, and the guy says, you really don't think that, you know, a, a hammer costs three hundred dollars, surely? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I I think they hit, absolutely hit the nail on the head with that bit. Of, you know, it, it was there as a bit of amusing dialogue, but mm, I think but, there was but more probably truth a, in that. a greater truth. The most interesting part of the movie. That, yep. Yeah. So. This so, is how we keep it hidden. Um, I believe it, in government awareness and control. Whether it's it, presidential, that's a different matter. But when you start believing in these these conspiracies and these secret cabals, uh, you're then within hailing distances of people who believe that there's a secret cabal of Satan worshiping paedophiles who are out to uh, who 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 are out to take over the world, and only Donald Trump can stop them. Uh, and um, the lizard people. And, <laughs> the lizard people, yeah. all that sort of thing. 
Well, sorry, I still haven't got over that cold. That uh, it's, it's still it's still coming on. It's that yes, cold that was yes. still coming on last week. It's still coming on this week. It is a little bit. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I'm, I'm skeptical. Um, I, I I can't think that I've seen any any evidence of reverse engineered extraterrestrial technology. I I'm I'm going to strongly start <laughs> refuting that by saying we've all got smartphones, hmm. fiber optic um, communication is is something we accept on a daily basis. I, I mean, I believe that the whole silicon revolution is reversed engineered from UFOs. Hmm. I mean, looking at the timing of it and how these things have been drip fed out, and you know, we're talking about. Uh, liquid crystal display screens, you know, touch ring technology, all this kind of thing. I, I think it's all come from uh, reverse engineered technology. And aircraft development is another big thing. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. I've seen, you know, you watch aircraft development and it's it's fond of fairly plodding linear path. Obviously, it accelerates in wartime. Um because the <laughs> suddenly budgets are unlimited, and it, also all sorts of crazy ideas will be entertained in wartime if they think they can get an advantage. Um, have you have you ever watched um, or read the men who stare at goats? Uh, I've I've <coughs> never watched nor read it. However, I am very familiar with it. Yes. Okay, I mean it's basically the idea that someone in the U.S. government said, "Yeah, all this stuff about psychics and being able to." To distance, you know, you, from a, from a continent away, you can tell you can you can pick up what someone's remote writing on a piece of remote viewing, all that kind of thing. They said, "Well, what if it's true? Mm-hmm. What what if it isn't just hoax? What if it's actually true?" And the Soviets are getting an advantage on us. They're they're developing mm-hmm. their psychics and and turning it to a military advantage. So, of course, then they they then had to spend millions of dollars exploring it because the possibility that that's that's what happens when you're in. That's what conflict does. It allows. Okay, and I'm going to say, look at the timing of that. That came out just after, or that 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 happened very shortly after the um, the crashes at Roswell, or not at Roswell, but the the, the UFO crashes relating to Roswell, um, when they discovered bodies, and you know, allegedly live aliens. Um, who live extraterrestrials who communicated telepathically? Hmm. Allegedly, so, allegedly, um, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yes, I agree on the allegedly bit. But shortly after, suddenly the government's plowing in a load of money into looking at you know communicating telepathically and looking at psionic abilities. Hmm. The, the timing of it. I mean, and you know, when I talk about aircraft, I'm not talking about sort of jet technology or anything like that. Although that hmm. possibly, uh, I'm looking more at things like stealth technology, which seem to come out of nowhere. Um, I'm I'm not sure it did. I think ever since um, radar had been able to track aircraft, uh, people had looked for ways to make their aircraft invisible to radar. Yes. And it turns out you paint them with a special paint and you make them a certain shape to reduce their... But where do those profile? ideas come from? And particularly the paint. 
Um, anyway, that's that's a whole other thing. We're we're, mm. we're talking about the National Press Club event. Yeah. Now, um, I particularly want to talk about Stephen Greer, who believes that yeah, there, there will be this. Like a lot of ufologists, believes there will be this this great disclosure. And but when when Trump started talking about space force, I assumed because he didn't say anything else that it was for America, the the USA to have military supremacy. In higher in in orbit, yeah, in space, that space weapons, uh, but but specifically an, an advantage over the Russians or the Chinese. I think the Chinese are the main enemy now, but but, but it would give them a, a military superiority over terrestrial enemies. Mm-hmm. But uh, Stephen Greer um, seems to believe that this is a part of a much bigger conspiracy that space force is is about developing a global force to fight extraterrestrials. Yes, um, which will justify a world government because now we've got to protect not just defend our country; we've got to defend the whole world from an extraterrestrial force. So, therefore, sorry, we need to uh, take over the government of your country. Yes, so um, that's um, a very sinister, a very sinister plot. And you look at the Star Wars project under Reagan, and the same thing. Yeah, but they were very much about prevent uh, about using space technology to prevent an attack from a terrestrial enemy. Um, Ronald Reagan's um, strategic defence initiative, the Star Wars, was about satellite weapons which would be able to shoot down Soviet missiles on their way to the United States. Uh, I think Donald Trump was specifically talking about gaining supremacy. He didn't say specifically. He just said America must be supreme in space. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're we're not going to... If we're talking about extraterrestrials, these... these beings that have developed intergalactic, interstellar travel or interdimensional travel. They have they have craft that can fly into the most heavily defended airspace with total impunity. Mm-hmm. Really? We're going to defend ourselves against them? We're getting ready for a war with them? Well, you know, if we've it, got crashed vessels that we can then reverse engineer, that we can then study, then yes, we can start looking at developing uh, defences against it. And it might take 30 years for you to start to come up with something like Star mm. Wars, you know, and I'm saying like 30 years after after the Roswell incident. Mm. Um, yeah, you can start to look at defences. I, I mean, yeah, I believe Space Force and, and the, the Star Wars under Reagan, both part of the same... Let's look at defending ourselves from potential invasion. Um, absolutely. Oh. Now, I, I also think that the chances of these beings from other other worlds being aggressive and wanting to invade is as close to zero as it gets because we're still walking around free. We're, we've not been subjugated oh. or destroyed, and they would be so technologically advanced that if that's what they wanted to do, they would have done it by now. Hmm. Or they could do it if they decided to. Yeah. They yeah. So this. the fact that they haven't means that's not their that's not their agenda. That's not their intention. Mm. I'm I'm confident of that. But I also know, particularly the likes of Donald Trump and you know senior government people are are bloody paranoid. You know. Mm. You know. They look at well, if they did decide to, how could we? You know, we, we wouldn't stand a chance. So let's develop some. You know, let's spend billions of dollars, like finding a an aggressive way of responding. If they ever did this thing that they're never going to do, or uh, I think more mundane, 
um, someone who's a big Trump donor from the arms industry says, I want a nice fat contract to develop <laughs> space weapons. And Donald Trump says, right, okay, that's, that's new policy. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, I won't dispute that one. That's how, politi- that's how politics works, isn't it? That's how, lob- that's how lobbying much. works. Yeah. You know, it's um, very you know, our, our wars and our weapons development are very much funded by lobbyists for the arms industry. It's what Eisenhower warned about on his way out the door. He didn't say it when he was actually president, but uh, on his way out the door. So, oh, yeah, watch watch out for the um, the. the the military-industrial complex, i.e., the the corporate takeover of government. Yes. So back on to the national press coming back because we're coming mm. towards the end of this episode. Yes. There is there is one sp- so so most of the speakers were talking about UFO sightings. You know, you were having like mm. military pilots talking about you know, well, I saw this and this is what appeared on the radar and this is like how fast it shot away. So so the bulk of the twenty um so people who spoke uh were of that nature but there's one in particular that really stood out to me um mm. a guy by the name of Clifford Stone now this is a retired army sergeant mm. who said you know he stood at this lectern and he's saying quite candidly that he personally had seen aliens both dead mm. aliens and alive aliens. He said that he himself was aware that there were 57 species, including three different types of grey alien, you know, mm. what we consider the grey alien, that there were three different types. Of, some of them, however, look exactly like us, and some of mm. them are walking around amongst us today. Um, now, he's saying this very candidly, very clearly. Mm. Um, you know, that's got to be breaking news surely well i was thought you know when i watched star trek as a kid back in the back in the 1960s that how many aliens actually look like us mm. that, yeah, and later, one had well, yeah, two arms two uh, legs yeah well yeah. actually that's that's a big saving in the makeup and prosthetics department isn't it <laughs> it <laughs> is like um, us, isn't it? but there's there's other two other sort of ways of looking at it. one is um what i believe is called convergent evolution uh where basically if there is one form physical form that is more efficient than any others like regardless of planet regardless of you know it basically mm. if you're not underwater if you're if you're on land mm. then then this shape this form is evolutionary speaking the most logical but then there's also the other belief and, and we've talked about this in a previous episode um about the idea of of basically uh, panspermia and we have been we are aliens effectively we have mm. come from an alien source so even though our environment may shape and guide the way we look to a degree the basic format remains the same mm. Um, you know, so like computers, you know, whether you've got a, an Apple Mac or a Windows laptop or whatever, um, yeah, the, the computers themselves may vary wildly, mm. but the basic idea of how a computer works remains the same across all of them. You know, you have your RAM, you have your processor, mm. you have your memory, all the rest of it. Kind of the same with with humanoid beings, um, you know. Mm. And also there is the idea that maybe some of them are us in the future, that have evolved beyond. Um, some people even claim that beyond that, that we have been transplanted as human beings, 
as Homo sapiens from another planet, and that's why you get the missing link. So there are many potential explanations as to why that would be. Hmm. Uh, and if there's 57 out there, who's to say they're all humanoid? Um, there was nothing you said about that uh, other than, you know, there's these three types of greys which are humanoid hmm. um, and some look almost exactly like us. Uh, obviously, they would be humanoid, but that's that's four out of 57. <laughs> hmm. Who's to say that the other 53 aren't wildly different? Well, I suppose... If extraterrestrials arrived on this planet millions of years ago, and we're looking for what, which being should we give, and should we breed an enhanced um, mental capacity so that they can develop a civilization? They're going to look at Homo erectus, aren't they? They're not going to look at a tiger or something. I think, well, yeah, we give this thing a big brain. Um, so Homo erectus, even though he's not top of the food chain, he's the right shape to yes. to be able to use what what faculties he has. That would. Yeah, and it is it is a mystery how come, you know, Homo apparently. I mean, there's evidence that that Homo erectus coexisted with Homo sapiens. I think Homo sapiens used to hunt them, mm-hmm. but they they were completely wiped out. Even the most remote lost tribe in the in the darkest jungles of Papua New Guinea or the Amazon, they're Homo sapiens. They're not. Um, there's no yeah. Homo erectus left. Yeah, anywhere. Well, unless it's you know oh. maybe. That we've that we've ever found. You know? That we've ever found, unless you know, unless you're going to speculate about Bigfoot or the the, the wild man of Borneo, or yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I wouldn't like to rule those things out. Hmm. Um, Let's not rule anything out. Absolutely, we like keep to keep the conversation open closed. mind here. <laughs> you're not going to um, shut me down. So uh, <laughs> anyway, did, did you? We 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 sort of we we're coming hmm. to the end of the the this week's show. Um, but uh, did you watch? Were you able to watch the uh, press club event? Um, I saw some of it. Yeah. It, it is, uh, for our listeners' benefit, it is available on YouTube. Uh, you can watch the entire thing by searching 2001 National Press Club event, uh, and it's on Dr. Stephen Greer's channel. Hmm. Uh, it's it's just under the two-hour mark, uh, so it's quite a lengthy watch, but, uh, but well worth sitting through and absorbing the whole thing. In fact, do you know what? I'm even going to stick a link to... To it in the description. There we go. Um, yeah, so you can That's what we're watch here it for. yourself. And yeah. once you have watched it, do write in and tell us what you think of it. Are these people just deranged um, maniacs <laughs> making it all <laughs> up, or are they absolutely genuine and credible witnesses, or a mixture? Mm. let us know at the usual places you can find us on facebook you can find us on twitter uh, by searching aliens explored uh, you can email us directly at aliens explored at gmail.com uh, we do love to hear from our listeners uh, so do get in touch and join us next time. Uh, when speaking about humanoid aliens, um, cool. next time we are going to be looking at another video, this time a an allegedly leaked Russian video of an alien grey known as Skinny Bob. Mm. So we'll be looking oh, into Skinny that. Bob. Skinny uh, so Bob. Doing- 
Are we doing anal probes after that? We will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will look at our planner ahead and okay. uh, and see if we can insert an anal probe somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear and, me! And, and top tips for preparing for an anal uh, probe. We, no, anyway, should, should, <laughs> no. should in the course of your day. You know, it's like you know when you get up in the morning, you think you got to think. Well, I, I'm not going to wear this ratty old underwear anymore because I might get run over, and then everyone in the, in the emergency <laughs> room will see. Abducted so, and what if I get abducted? Go, make sure you're wearing nice underwear that you, you're, you know, and yeah, prepare. Yourself. I would say don't wear your nice underwear because you know it might get destroyed. I would say, as a general policy, wear nice underwear. That's my anyway, top tip. Okay. Yeah, that's your, <laughs> as a general policy. That's the rule you yeah. live to in life. Yeah. Yeah. Stain them full of holes, yeah, throw it away. Oh, oh, otherwise, otherwise, it will shame you one day. Let's, speaking <laughs> of shaming, mm. oh my goodness, this podcast has gone <laughs> a strange way. Anyway, in the meantime, <laughs> until next week um keep watching those press club conferences and the skies i can't even speak properly now you destroyed me (laughs) anyway (laughs) (laughs) anyway bye for now bye 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 everyone bye dawn bye marcus bye barry Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com.